Honey Hush is a podcast by a Southern businesswoman who knows a thing or two about using honey to attract the bees. Every week, Elizabeth will discuss up-and-coming and established leaders alike how to win influence with one simple strategy, kindness. Whether you're a successful entrepreneur or still in the dream phase, Honey Hush will teach you that the sweeter the honey, the more bees you'll attract. Community is always more fun than competition. Hey, before we get started officially today on day seven, I need your help with something. I am the worst about asking for help. And one thing that would be a huge help with this podcast and making sure that all this content gets to where it needs to go into all the ears, um, I need you to just press pause for a minute and press the follow button. Up at the top right, you'll see a little area that says follow. If you already follow, thank you so much. I'm so glad to have you a part of the hive. And for those of you that are about to press that button, welcome. Um, But if you do already follow or you're going to follow today and you enjoy this content, it would be a massive help to me if you could leave a rating and a review. That's kind of how this whole podcasting thing works. It's all about, you know, who's listening, who likes it, who's sharing, all those sorts of things. So if this is valuable content to you, I'm sure other people would find it to be valuable as well. But the only way they're going to find it is if we follow it and if we share it. Thank you so much. All right. So now that we have officially taken care of that business for this week, let's just launch right on in to day seven, where I'm going to tell you know tell you about a Netflix. Well, actually two, two Netflix shows that I watch um, or I did watch. Typically, I like to watch things on Netflix that are based on real life. What got me hooked on the series type shows that you can binge is that movie or the series is called The Crown, The Queen Elizabeth Story. I was a major holdout during quarantine about Netflix and and watching all the shows and things. But then I finally caved. I finally did get bored Um, during quarantine. I was that nerd that was writing a book getting certified in leadership things, but eventually, yeah, I did get bored. So I caved and I got all addicted to period-specific shows. I used to call them castle shows until my friend Jen told me that they're called period-specific. So most recently, to prepare for the Christmas season, I watched The Chosen. Um, it's That's the um, biblical stories leading up to Christ's death. And a lot of people will watch that leading up to Easter, but I wanted to watch it leading up to Christmas, obviously from Christ's birth. And there were only three seasons completed so far with The Chosen. I believe there was a movie at the theaters. I missed out. I did not schedule time for that. But um, there's not a whole lot to binge, but The Chosen was done really, really well. After Christmas, I was looking for motivating type shows where people chose the path of most resistance as a lifestyle. Because as you know, I've just kind of been studying and contemplating this whole thing. So I was looking for things about the path of most resistance as a lifestyle and applied suffering more than just 30 days. These people were applying suffering more days than not. I watched one show, it's called Sly, the Sylvester Stallone documentary, and then I watched Arnold, the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary. At the peak of both of their careers, I was not really old enough to appreciate the laser focus that these two guys had. Obviously, I've, I can't remember not being aware of them or not knowing what they did or what movies they starred in, but Did you know, and maybe you did, maybe I'm late to the show, but did you know that Arnold won Mr. Universe for the first time at age 20? I mean, I've got a 19-year-old son in my house. He'll be 19 in a month, and I'm looking at him, and he loves to work out. He is is an Army soldier. 
but he is not applying suffering or choosing the path of least resistance to the point where he's going to be Mr. Universe anytime soon, much less 365 days from now. That took a lot of concentrated laser focus. I don't, according to the show, I don't think Arnold did a whole lot more but live in the gym. Neither Arnold or Sly had anything in their family tree or any of those inside hookups to get them to where they ended up. Both had to sacrifice an absorbent amount of time researching and crafting their skill. Sly took a lot of negative feedback that he received in the industry that he received from producers, and he learned how to write scripts that could not be cast by anybody else but someone exactly like him. These guys were front runners who had to create something out of nothing based upon these ghosts that they had in their mind that they were chasing. They believed they could, so they never gave up. There was no other option but to succeed. And what I find so interesting now, after all the effort, the tunnel focus, and lifelong honing of skills, both guys are in their late 70s and seriously look and act as if they could beat your tail if you even dared them to. Arnold is 76 and Sylvester is 77 years old. They have been lifelong learners, never satisfied with yesterday's results. I mean, I want to be in my late 70s not finished yet. I want my mind to be sharp and my body to be able, ready to take on the world too. But that doesn't happen by accident. Use it or lose it is not just a fun little rhymey thing to say. It's reality. Things in motion tend to stay in motion. Things at rest tend to stay at rest. Watching those two documentaries did not make me want to start producing incredible action movies or heck, definitely did not make me want to enter a bodybuilding contest. <laughs> but what it did was remind me that most people wait around for opportunity to come knocking. These two guys created their own opportunities simply by showing up with a plan of action every single day. Each day they trained, they prepared, and they entered themselves into the game of life. They were not bystanders, and they certainly are not now, even in their 70s, late 70s. Neither man led a perfect life, and each had their share of tragedy. But both are now using whatever opportunity offered to share wisdom from their life story. I know that I, for one, was impacted by their raw honesty and very much encouraged by their lives being well-lived on purpose.